on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. <laughs> and you're, here's your. Do you always scream <laughs> like that. I don't That's remember what you guys that. are supposed to. Do. <laughs> Usually yeah. we provide that for ourselves because we never Arr. hear anybody. Make wow. an audience say "ar." <laughs> yeah. right. Here's your host, the man who's been up the down staircase, Derek McCall. Nice reference. It was actually literate. That's oh, nice. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Uh, we are here at Baycon, uh, usually from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara. But we are uh, pseudo-live from the Baycon. It's not like we're not live well, every time. Well, but I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're no on, one's hearing us live except now they we're, are. We're, we're on location. Live. We're on location. We're on location I like that. A rare remote podcast. From Bacon in the Santa Clara Highlands. There are a lot of pirates here. Is there? Is that the theme it's this the year? It's the theme this yeah, year. Yes. It is. Fantastic. Pirates. Long okay. woke up. We rolled them in here. You see, we hear swords them. Swords and skulls. Awesome. And Fantastic. Yes. So uh, we've got, uh, of course, my, my fabulous, lovely announcer. Hi, I'm the lovely Lon Lopez. Thank you all for joining us. With lifelike hair and beard. Thank so, you. Uh, yes. We've got An action uh, fist. <laughs> yes. I, and my pirate <laughs> costume was at home. I'm sorry. I left it. And uh, sound engineer, moral compass, and all-around good guy. Rick Brett Snyder. And we are very lucky this week because he's in for the convention, an occasional contributor to Fanboy Planet. Not often enough, but that's okay. I understand you have that. What's that? A life? Yes. That's what they call it. Oh, that's that game with the little pink and blue cars and stuff? Yes. You know? And a little spinning dial. Anyway, go ahead. Tell us us who you are. I'm Jason Shackett. Oh, we're very excited to have Jason Shackett with us. Can you pronounce that, please? He just did. Oh. Hassan, Shadrach. Not Hassan? No. Shackett, that's actually like French-Canadian, right? It's, yeah, you know, kind of a Creole uh, offshoot. It's kind of like a beaver trapper. Excellent. (laughs) It actually translates to beaver trapper. (laughs) Why did you say that? Mm. (laughs) And now you've got a nice blue his nose all over your windscreen. Nice going, Brett Okay, I'll clean it later. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. What are we talking about today, Derek? We're going to do a more Bacon's... But yeah, we're going to do a Baycon-centric podcast. I think a lot of reviewing how Baycon is tying into what we do, because we were talking about earlier. But we're here at the lovely Hyatt. Uh, I said that, Santa Clara Hyatt. Did you? Santa Clara Hyatt? In Santa Clara. This is where I interrupt you and tell you you haven't said something, something that I've already said. said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love this feature of the podcast. I love it, It's too. a weekly one. It's great. Kids it's love great. it. Great. Uh, look at that. We have some movies, because now three of us have seen Indiana Jones, so long since we can talk about it now. In our last podcast, said we couldn't. Jason hasn't seen it? I, I uh, haven't seen it. Well, Jason oh, was Jason. He's flying. We'll try to be spoiler-free. Okay. Yeah. It was actually, he got up in this plane, and there was this red line that went from Los Angeles up to San Jose. It was <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, there we are. Nice. There's a visual for those of you following podcast, along at home. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, no camera again. <laughs> the, Edit. Uh, red vines are amazing. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> 
We'll talk about movies. We'll talk about a little bit of television, what's been going on in Baycon, of course. And, and we got action figure news. And uh, Action figure news. We may have action figure news. It's Sweet. Uh, but we'll talk about comics, since that is how we all came together in the first place. Oh, we mm-hmm. also are going to have a Stump the Zorlak, I oh, believe, we, we will too. Do. Oh, yeah. Audience participation Stump time. Stump the Zorlak. Which is really yeah. We have some are, nice prizes. People involved. are looking. It's at not as sexy as it sounds. The, no, yeah. the Zorlak has stumped the audience, uh, which is really <laughs> just a, it's an open uh, forum section where people can ask questions and uh, get prizes if they if I don't know the answer. Uh, right. Yeah. And surprisingly, he doesn't know that much. No, so. it's not surprising at all. Really. Yeah. Wow. We're giving away a lot of money. Uh, I don't I, know about I, money, I, but yeah, what, what kind we, of prizes we, we don't are we have, talking about here? Uh, Dream Day Lon Lopez. We have oh. ribbons. We have, we have ribbons. ribbons. Oh. Badge ribbons. Excellent. People and, and at a convention, people play for those. Look at that. Yeah. In fact, somebody ribbons. just walked by, heard ribbons, ribbons, and, and, and our audience stopped. just doubled. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's free stuff. Uh, so let's get started, Derek. What are we going to do? Let what us start let's talking. Chop about it up. Let's go a little uh, wider now. Jason Shockett used mm. to run. Uh, used to write for me a, a column called. Jason Shackett's, it was originally a weekly breakdown yes. uh, from all the comics he was reading, and then it became occasional breakdown, and then it came, leave me alone, <laughs> I'm busy working at Target. So, hey, uh, hey. Yeah, no, actual breakdown. That's no, a career, man. Me about, yeah. yeah, okay, so uh, anyway, uh, and Jason, we were having, you were actually on a panel this morning here at Baycon <laughs> called Superheroes Rule, what was the other? Uh, comic books don't. Although, comic books drool. Although somebody did change that, into, yeah, drool. Yeah, Superheroes Rule, comic books drool. And talk about how superheroes have become uh, prevalent in in the culture, but uh, the comic books readership doesn't seem to have picked up from that. That's because they make cool movies like Iron Man, and I'd rather watch that and read them. (laughs) See, there you go. It's not a question from the audience. It's just a rock (laughs) on. It's a rock on. I got a sign of the devil from the audience. To be here at AMC. Iron Man. See what so, I'm saying? But you used to read comics, and now yeah. you were commenting to me this weekend that you don't read comics anymore. So yeah. let's well, let's I, beat okay. that dead horse. I, I I took a deliberate one year hiatus because we were talking at Comic Con last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. I um, believe so. We've, we've spoken at many conventions, yeah. um, and we were talking about uh, you know Final Crisis. You know, much anticipated. Continuity reset. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, on the Marvel side, we have the uh, the Scroll War, the you know, secret, secret invasion. invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a secret heretic. Don't talk about it. The secret invasion, in which the Scroll Empire, for those <laughs> sitting in chairs just a few feet have away, no idea what staring a scroll at us, is. the Scroll Empire, shape-shifting aliens that have been invading and explaining every mm-hmm. continuity problem, and every time a character has acted out of character in the last oh five years or so, it's because secret there invasion. There are scrolls. There are scroll. Or they were just heavily doped up. But anyway, so... Retcon. I, I'm more tolerant of scrolls than most people, I think. But that's well, just that's good. going too far. Are there any in your neighborhood, really? Come on. You know, we do have you, neighborhood watch Do you watch ever invite program. the scrolls uh, over to dinner? I don't Some think of my so. best friends are scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think Lon had scrollpies. We talked about that. So. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you want to date a scroll? I mean, you know... Be anything. Okay, okay moving around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> anyway, a whole weird so area. both both major companies have these huge major crossovers yeah. going on this summer, designed to reset continuity and supposedly make it easier for people to to leap on board. But you yourself taking a yeah. year hiatus and you feel utterly lost. Uh, well, I, I feel I should, I feel like I could jump into things again, you know, because. The continuity it's like reset is going to yeah, it's like yeah, you know, you just pick up right off the wagon. No, um, but yeah, it's and then they well, make cool movies like point. Iron Man. Yeah, 
Anybody? I mean, right. no audience. Pandering. Oh, okay. Shameless, yeah, oh. that time. They Cheap knew. pop. Right. Yeah, but, but honestly, go for the, the rule of three. Okay. What was the point of reading comics over the last year if all the continuity is just going to fall apart? And they actually have told us, you know, especially in you know the instance of Final Crisis, oh, it's going to reset everything and everything will be changed forever. And okay, so why am I reading it now? You know. Unless it's really good, which you don't find yeah. until afterwards. So. Well, that's the way it is with everything. Yeah. But they just want your money. But you can. That's all it is. But then, of course, you can buy the trade paperback. You could. Yeah. And, and so. I do want to say uh, for for listeners that have followed the podcast, we were talking about Batman R.I.P. Um, and people here may not. They had announced this Batman event where Bat- Bruce Wayne will probably no longer be Batman in about five months. <gasps> Shut your mouth. Well, I'm sorry. It's Just there. The, it's there. It's the Batman R.I.P. It's, it's kind what of they're there. saying this week. That's what they're saying this yeah. week. But you know when they announced Gimmick. that, it, they put in, in, in each DC comic a checklist of all the different books you had to buy. Yes. But the writer of or the originator of the Batman R.I.P. storyline did, in fact, give an interview this week where he said. No, you only have to buy Batman. The other ones are pretty much as we predicted. Uh, someone saying, like Nightwing, saying, "I oh, love I'm worried this guy. About Batman. Who is this guy? I want to send him a card." Grant Morrison. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love Grant Morrison. Morrison. Yes. So, uh, so we can say after we were kind of like really worried about this that uh, he himself and he may not be writing Batman much longer for having made that statement. Mm. He says, "Don't bother buying any of the other fourteen books that they told you." Wow, you had to buy. I love this guy. <laughs> He's what not going to have a job for much longer. Yeah. Morrison was already my hero, but that puts him over the top. Well, it's okay because I believe uh, if you read Batman R.I.P. in one sitting, Grant Morrison will actually get to ascend into godhood anyway, so it's not going <laughs> to matter. Go. There you go. So How I do think we at this point, Grant Morrison. Do we draw I think at this point we ground? should we yes. should go to the audience and see if huh. there are any questions so far. Does anybody know who Batman is? All right, yeah. Because yeah. they make cool movies like The Dark Knight. The, okay, Man thanks. with a five dollar <laughs> bill. Two out of six people there. Two dollar bill. Two dollar bill. Two dollar bill. We're going to call you two dollar bill now. Actually, that was a comic character, wasn't it? Two dollar bill. I think so. Uh, Yeah. Two dollar bill. Was dollar bill? Was dollar bill in the specials? Specials or Watchmen? Specials, I think. We do take. uh, Oh, I couldn't catch it. It went rogue without choking myself on the headset. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been really dedicated to your craft? Okay. Or really just wanted two bucks. <laughs> I think we should take a stump the stump the Zorlock break. Oh, well, uh, okay. Does anyone have a question that they think that Derek can answer about about comics? Or not even that, but just if you have any question you've wanted Something you answered about comics, you have a guy who's been reading comics for what is it now? Thirty seven years. Um, we shouldn't have said that, should we? Oh, okay. Oh. Anyway, he's got uh, a forty a year of. I'll oh. cop to it. I'm almost forty three. Forty I've been reading years comics of knowledge. Okay. about okay. comics. He can answer anything, pretty much. And there is a prize for the person who asks the first question. Well, come on up! All come right. on up! Come on we up! Got to give her a mic. Yeah, yeah, got to give her a microphone so, okay, so the people listening to the podcast will go. Wait, they're not lying. The there are on. people there. Put the headphones on. All right, tell us who you are and where you're from. My name's Lois Buhalis, and I'm from Portland, Oregon. She's Excellent. Got a, she's, she's on. She's on the I'm, mic. I'm Excellent. on the mic. I've Excellent. worked in comics forever. And I'd like to know why you're bothering to discuss comics in such a comics-unfriendly place as Baycon. Oh. Okay. That's actually Ooh. a great question. Jason, that was at you. Here is what I was <laughs> No, here's what I was told. We were invited first to Baycon three years ago, I think. Or yeah. at least I was invited first. Uh, and I drag everybody with me because I can't I can't handle it alone. Um, I, I like my posse. And I was told that the reason that I was invited was because the organizers of Baycon wanted to up 
the sort of comics presence among the sci-fi fandom. From zero? From zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because a lot, but yeah, this is what I found out. I was like, okay, now comics fans are, are looked down upon, okay, by the mainstream populace. At least, you know, you feel that way and go, oh, What you good. talk about, Derek? Well, yeah. And it, well, you look down upon me. You, oh, that's you deny, true. You deny me publicly, He's Peter. got me there. Yeah. <laughs> you denied me three times. He's like a whole foot taller than Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and my first year, actually, here at Baycon, I think I did a panel. Uh, that was maybe how I actually met Rick was he attended a panel that Jason and I were on about City of Heroes. That's right. And I gave a panel on crossovers. And he gives a, good panel, too. I do give good panel. Good uh, that was attended by two people. And we had a really great conversation. We talked about how great the Archie meets the Punisher mm-hmm. crossover was. Yeah. I was and one of those two people. Oh, excellent. Well, see, <laughs> welcome so, back. So my well, my husband was the other one. Okay, and so, you know... You may have heard of him as Tom Orzakowski. Hmm. I have heard of him. Yes. We we helped to found Bacon in this incarnation. I helped to found Bacon. Okay. And we used to actually have comics guests. We had Marv Wolfman. We had Lynn I love Wien. Marv. We had Cindy Martin. We had... Legends. Yeah, we had Arthur Adams Legends. and Mike Mignola and so, all those guys so were running around here and... But I, I think the reality is we like, were ignored and put up into a room where we got. But drunk you know, and down in the death. dealer's room, there's like <laughs> there's a booth that's carrying a lot of graphic novels, and I think that it, it's it's crossing over. The more uh, you know, Marvel in particular has sort of pandered to the sci-fi authors. You got Orson Scott Card writing. I think that was one of my panels the first year was the sci-fi masters writing in comics. How uh, you know Orson Scott Card's writing Ultimate Iron Man and retell and basically rejiggering the Iron Man origin and. Uh, so I mean I think it's grown a, a, a little bit at least, and there's no denying that at least it's a main it's become part of the mainstream culture. And let's not forget about that you know TV channels like Sci-Fi Network are pushing yeah. comics now, and and uh, Virgin Comics oh. are you know pushing a lot of more mainstream kind of comic-y sci-fi things. So I mean the genres are meeting and molding, and so it I only mean, makes sense we're to talk about here it here where at we Bacon, are hated right? most. Only Nixon could go to China. Only <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think the takeaway from this is I thought you couldn't answer this one. No, the takeaway from this is we need to be more active on the staff of building the program for next year. Oh, Lordy, you're asking us to do more work. Okay, you, you obviously don't do like, enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, all right, then. All right, that's it. We're taking over. Okay, We're, we've got a crusade. We've, fantastic. Do we, well, do we get a flag? <laughs> for your participation in our little podcast, we have a, a gift for you, a tote oh, bag from moreonlife.com. Ooh, which is our sister site. There's which Lon C- Lopez a CD is one of the in there, of. there's a sticker, there's flyers. Is, is, there, there, a co- is there a copy of the booty call there in there? There is a rock and the roll call CD in there. The call. Enjoy, enjoy your prize package. Woo-hoo! Brought to you from the people at fanboyplanet.com. And moreonlife.com. Thank you for your participation. Oh, 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 oh. This reminds me of Supercon. That's why comics professionals don't leave their homes. Fantastic. I wish this was a video podcast. Oh, my gosh. Dude, did that mean that More on Life is sponsoring this episode of Fanboy Planet? This episode is sponsored by moreonlife.com. This is two weekends in a row that someone has fallen over on lawn. At not me, not me. Laura, LB got fallen over on by comics professional, oh, um, yes. who showed up at a convention a little bit squiffy, shall we say? Squiffy, <laughs> yes, <laughs> squiffy. I like that. It sounds like a cleanser. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Derek. What are we talking about next? Uh, well, you know, we were so so we talked about some overload continuity reset, and we're going to talk about adaptations. You were talking about uh, you know another to follow along. How comics belong at Baycon. A big movement has been to take 
novels and adapt <laughs> them to comics. Um, like what kind of novels? Well, Anita Blake Vampire... <laughs> I don't call them novels. Uh, Anita Blake Vampire Hunter has Ooh, been Ooh, that's adapted. big with this, the community here, right? I don't know. Are, are there a lot... Anita Blake? Do we have yeah. a shout-out for... What? Anita Blake? I, I've seen some, a lot 20% of, of the audience. Okay, Laurel K. Hamilton books. I hear there's yeah. lots of pirate comics out there. Uh, sure there are. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no. Uh, but Marvel did just adapt Treasure Island. Ooh. Uh, did so. they adapt Cutthroat Island? No. Uh, no. 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 Most of us have forgotten about that. Uh, have forgotten about they've that. They've adapted Stephen King's, or, or rather they're expanding Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Dark Tower. At my Marvel Comics. And Who doesn't like <laughs> Stephen King? I mean, come on. Everybody. Oh, oh, sorry. But he did buy Anita Blake, so it's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, and DC had made a... I can't remember the name of the author now. This guy who had written... I think it's Kevin J. Kevin J. Anderson, the guy that wrote the... The Dark Empire trilogy that, right. that yes. Lucas now yes. says right. is episode seven, eight, and nine. Kevin Janderson, co-author of the continuation of the Dune series. Okay, yes. and he wrote and they adapted a graphic novel for his Seven Sons. Right, they just it was like a prequel to the Seven Sons series. Okay, so they were trying. So DC has been making outreach, and then Kevin Janderson returned the favor by writing a novel about the last days of Krypton. And what ah. about mm. what Which about apparently just, all yes, of us yes. did not buy, uh, or yeah. perhaps the proper grammar is not been of us there, bought. done that. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Brad Meltzer writing for DC? I mean, he doesn't uh, really. In fact, he's coming his back to do it. Yeah. Well, Brad Meltzer though is not a science fiction writer. Oh, okay. Brad Main Meltzer writes mode. very good thrillers. Yeah, he's a you know you don't get to be number one on the New York Times bestseller list if you write science fiction. They have a special ghetto for us. Don't they? Oh, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, wow. <laughs> Send your letters yeah. to editor. Well, no, they, but it's true because if you if something if something genre becomes too popular, the New York Times just divides up their list. This is what happened to Harry Potter. Author the pub, publishing industry was mad that J.K. Rowling was like took the top five on the New York Times bestseller list, so they created the top top ten children's fiction list, and Harry Potter was no longer eligible, even though Harry Potter was selling better than any other book. So, you know. Well, that's because Harry Potter's better than any other book. Have you read them? It's the greatest book in the ha- world. Have oh, wait, you wait, read wait. them? It's the greatest book in the I world. I saw Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk about indie. Uh, yeah, ironically, yeah, Long was the one who said, let's talk about liter- literary adaptations. I did want to say, though, while Marvel has actually made this big push to do like classics, uh, there's another company, NBM Pre- uh, Publishing, that is reviving the classic Classics Illustrated. And they're actually reprinting a lot of the first comics ones that were done. They're pretty pricey. Is that the one where they, they do the Bible in comic free. form? No. Uh, have they been pricey? They were hardbound copies. Yeah. Mm. Those are 15 20 bucks. Yeah, they're they're up there. I mean, yeah. for, for what they used to be. For something you could have bought for 4 bucks, maybe tops, uh, when first first published. When them. they were first first published, you bought them for By 15 actually, cents. Well, yeah. Oh, when it was classic a little bit. Yeah. But first comics, and, and now defunct imprint, had done these... Yes. And now NBM is reprinting those because you have Rick Geary doing uh, Great Expectations, Tom Mandrake adapting Hamlet. I see the writer, uh, one one of the guests of honors, which... Uh, oh, that's Scott Sigler. Scott, Scott Sigler and... Toastmaster. Uh, Toastmaster. Toastmaster Scott Sigler. You think we should get him on the mic? Um, it looks like he's got time in his hands. I don't know. He may. <laughs> he's being interviewed, uh, not by us, uh, in a panel. I'm not well, sure. we should interview him now. Yeah. Scott! I'm sure he'll come Scott. on. Yes. Tell me on the podcast. Podcast? Free podcast. I, I told you. Two minutes. Two no, minutes. We were gonna, this is like this is like flash podcasting. Put a clock down. Quickly. Guest of honor. Toastmaster. Great host of the masquerade last night. He did great. Good. You guys like that? He did great. 
I, and, uh, I especially like the way he put the plant in the audience who wouldn't recognize his name. <laughs> yes. Podcaster. That was awesome. Great setup to a Podcast joke. Podcast slash novelist who uh, actually this is a very exciting moment for me in, in literature. Uh, about uh, a month ago, reading Entertainment Weekly and seeing you reviewed and went, hey, I was on a panel with him last year. Yep. So uh, you, you're getting a lot of mainstream attention now for uh, for which novel is it, Ryan? It's Infected. Infected. Yes. Or That's which is the name of the, the, name of the novel. <laughs> which is the name of the novel. Infected. <laughs> just a, a a quick, a quick I was going to call it It Burns When I Pee, but they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't I take I actually that. read that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of good advice. And it wasn't really a cover illustration, was there? <laughs> it was more of a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> So how has the convention been for you so far? Convention's been a blast so far. This is uh, extremely well organized, and everybody seems to be having a, a really good time. And uh, the, the staff putting together all of the guest of honor type functions that I've done has just been amazing. So it's been really fun. Are they treating you like a king, or do you they feel are. above the law? Yeah, well, I'm usually above the law. Have you killed a man? Not yet. Uh, any but candidates? See, I was coming here prepared to Are we kill, have a man, Garcia, Chris kill a man Garcia, just to Chris see him Garcia, die, Garcia, but I didn't, they didn't Garcia. give me a roommate. I was going to kill him in his sleep. Yeah, we, so. yeah it's, we've still got a day left on the, on the con, <laughs> Chris, so this is Chris exciting. Garcia. Chris Garcia. Yeah. Chris Garcia. I was so mad, I was sitting there plotting my little comeback <laughs> digs on Chris Garcia, and then I, and I forgot to do it. Red I got Garcia. news for you. You can't kill Chris Garcia because he's already dead. dead. Oh. oh, my gosh. So tell us a little bit of Infected and the success. Uh, you began by podcasting this novel. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically, uh, against all industry convention that you... Gave it away for free, as you say, and they still bought the cow afterwards, right? So <laughs> That's correct. Mm-hmm. So, and so what well, kind of impact have you made or had? Tell us how you I, stuck it to the man. We stuck it to the man because uh, we kept trying to get the man to publish this book for going on 10 years. And uh, just... That's an iPod. Get, Someone has an iPod. Oh, okay. Me. Continued to get... It's okay. Re- You're the guest of honor. You're above <laughs> the law. Uh, you know, just continue to stack up rejection letters on this thing. And the most common... Response was, well, we wouldn't know what shelf to put it on, whether it would be a horror or if it would be, <laughs> put it right there. They didn't know whether it would be horror, whether it would be sci-fi, whether it would be thriller, whether it would be suspense. So, And I knew that once we were able to get it out in front of people, that people would actually really dig it. And so when we gave it away as a podcast, we were able to build up a large audience for it. And eventually that turned into a, a print deal with Crown. So we stuck it to the man because... They actually Which had is now to how it's shelved, right? There's now a shelf for you called Stuck It. Yes. The man, yeah, yes. It, it, the, man is, the man is stuck. And but then bu- uh, the Russian is, shelf, it says Stuck Like Pig. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bad translation. Yeah. So, business yeah. aside, what's the story about? The story is, I call it a, a tale of biological possession. So I, I like to describe it as if Michael Crichton wrote, wrote The Exorcist. And instead of a 12-year-old little girl, he's got a six foot five, 250-pound ex-All-American linebacker who's got rage issues. Nice. That's the person who's possessed. I and call that father. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! And it is. It's a, it's a story of biological possession. The main character, Perry Dossie, becomes infected by this unknown uh, entity. And it's, it, it gets into some hard science. And basically, this thing is terraforming his body and trying to use his own body's replicative processes to change him into something that's more suitable for them. So they're trying to change him, change their environment. And while this disease has happened to a lot of people, and most of them crawl into a corner uh, to, to calmly die and hide away from the world, Perry, with all of his rage issues and a lifetime of athletics discipline on, on how to control his pain level and how to fight through and kind of play with pain, he winds up fighting against the things that are in his body and trying to cut them out okay. before it's too late. So it's pretty brutal. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So now you've stuck it to the man. Uh, are you planning on selling out to the man and having a huge uh, oh. movie deal with this? It's already been optioned 
for a movie. Ha-ha. Sweet. So uh, that that'll be fun if that gets done. They're working really hard on it. Um, I, so I, I think I got. Can to you both. say who's optioned it? Yeah, it's a uh, Rogue Focus. So the guys who made okay. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And they're in partnership with Random House Films. Holy crap, this might not actually suck. Good. It might not actually <laughs> suck. <laughs> wow. Rogue, that's good. That's kind of the, uh, actually, that's the, the mission of Random House Films, which is um, we're tired of people making crap movies out of our books. So they, they want to st- they want to be the one to actually option, so they have some control so they can have it be made into a, a, a good movie. So s- sold out to the man by doing the print deal, but continue to stick it to the man because they said, there was a little bit of a bidding war when this happened, mm-hmm. and the only thing I told my agent was that we'll continue to give away everything free as a podcast forever, and if they don't like it, they better not Right, because bid. Infected is not your only novel. You've done how many else? It's I'm on my sixth right now. Wow. Yeah. So, And you've so, been pod- you podcast them all. Everything. I've now podcast everything I've ever written, and I'm out of stuff. Okay, give us a so, website so yeah, our listeners can, can actually find your stuff. Website. My website is scottsigler.com, where there's information on all the free podcasts. And if you can't find what you want there, go to patiobooks.com, P-O-D-I-O-books.com, and there's over 200 free patio books. And there. Sigler is S-I-G-L-U-R? L-E-R. just for clarification. We'll cap that off at the end of the podcast for people to make sure. Okay. So, Scott, thank you so much for your time. I know you've got to go to a panel and get interviewed again. So that was very kind of you to just get pulled over. Oh, no problem. So, Appreciate being fantastic. on. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Hey, gentlemen, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh. Oh, uh, see, oh, oh. we are we are tripping up more people. I'm trashing the joint. Yeah. Okay. Woo. That was great. Scott Sigler, everyone. Excellent. Excellent. And you didn't think we'd pull in big stars. Come on, everybody. Anybody who wanders by. <laughs> Next, a yeah. guy that sort of looks like. Well, no. Okay. Larry yeah. Niven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I could spot him in a crowd. Uh, beard. Oh, okay. Well, that was great. Garcia. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's already dead. Well, I think our next guest, Bluebeard, is coming by. No. <laughs> Who is that I see? Mm. Let's talk then, Indiana Jones, shall we? Because that's actually oh, we're good say. segue. I have no wow, segue. That was, <laughs> wasn't a segue. <laughs> no link. Just yeah, well, you meant the scooter. I was just sort yeah, of I by. I went, oh, look, there's Indiana Jones. Let's talk about Indiana segue. Jones. And, oh, and uh, hands went over ears. So perhaps we we, we shouldn't. Does someone uh, 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 doesn't yes. want to be spoiled? No, he doesn't want to be spoiled. This is true. Ooh. I did read that this morning. Look bad CNN. or just look inept? Uh, it, it's actually translated as the same word it's like, in, in, in Russia. It's like, for, for those who uh, did not hear the audience member just say that the, the Communist Party of Russia has uh, officially protested Indiana Jones, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because it is very, uh, it does make the party look bad. It is anti-Soviet. That is, gee, set during the Red Scare, a time of, and during the Cold War, right. a time of great paranoia when uh, it's like they didn't try and come over and get our magical and no, artifacts. They, yeah. they did. Yeah. No, come on, no, they just wanted to look at them and take but, pictures. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, is Indiana Jones a real person? Yes. What? I was going to say it's it's a it's a real movie, <laughs> right? Lucas it's a documentary. A yeah. Documentary. No, it's Al not. Gord it's fiction. It's yes. fiction, right. and, and there are certain they go after liberties. All, are the Russians real people? They're, they're like 400 Mac Bolin books they had to go after, too. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody in the world's read Mac In fact, right. not everybody in this room oh, right you mean now knows going who you mean by Mac Bolin. They're going after Indiana Jones because it's a popular movie. Oh, yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. I think so it's just basically a Basically, it was reminding party. people that 
Oh, there still is a communist party in Russia? Yeah. Uh, They're just trying to drum up <laughs> you know, fans. I, yeah. I was surprised. There's still a communist I mean, the party. The way you phrase it, I'm like, wait a minute, what? There's still a formal party? That it, it, it's really just sort of once in a while they get together for drinks. And canasta. <laughs> canasta. <laughs> is that Come a Russian on, we're game having a communist yeah, party. party. Woo! Everybody play canasta, little pinochle. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the protest has been lodged. That's that's and that's really, awesome. I, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't once think, "Oh boy, the Soviets must be offended by this." You know what? I was actually, except oh, that I thought that the villain, uh, played by Kate Blanchett, uh, Arena, I can't remember. She what wasn't her. the real villain. Well, one the, was, the real villain were the two guys from the FBI. That was it. Yeah, the janitor sure, from Scrubs or somebody else. Scrubs. It's his father. <laughs> uh, the the villain. I thought. I thought that Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, owed as much to Marvel Comics. I thought she was really kind of early Black Widow, more than yeah. anything else. Yeah, I buy so, that. You know, I don't know about. That. I think she was more early uh, Natasha. Or what's the uh, Boris and Natasha? Yeah. What's her name? Bettingfield. Oh. Bettingfield. Yeah, she was more <laughs> that <laughs> than. Uh, <laughs> Is that her not a real no, name? No, it's not her name. Uh, Natasha Bedingfield is a pop, pop singer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I um, forgot you listened to 16-year-old pop music. Yes. <laughs> it makes me happy when I'm crying myself to sleep at night. I try right. and think she's singing about me. Excellent. Oh. Yeah, no, that, that character... And you got a weird look from your wife for that yeah, one. I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, microphone down, dear. Yeah, no, that character was... First of all, I'm protesting Indiana Jones and oh. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just because it's a crappy movie, so... Oh, um, Yeah, I went there. Lon, yeah. It's Lon. no Iron Man. You guys still like, with stop me? Stop but now, okay. No, but you know what? Okay, if you're going to say that, sure, I enjoyed Iron Man probably the most, well, except Speed Racer, uh, you know, out of the summer movies so far, but I, I felt like every, every week there's been something really good has opened. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, Spielberg's done. Uh, you know it's funny. He's you know it's funny. Throwing the towel. You know uh, he's he's ragging on this movie so bad. So it's got to be that the Gridiron Gang is better than Indiana Jones and. Uh, no, 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 that's not fair. Isn't it fair? Mm, no, not two different and, movies. And this is why I eliminated, they are two different. This movies. is why I eliminated the rate the planet rating system from our reviews okay. because for just exactly that sort of comparison that isn't fair. You get, you know, you uh, a movie strikes you a different way at a different time, and it is not fair to compare. Okay, so now you're saying Gridiron Gang is a better movie than Indiana Jones: The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, Gridiron Gang did make Lon Lopez weep a little bit. Yeah, a yeah. little, uh, little bit. Little bit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, I got a little choked up. I don't know if I actually weeped, you, but you, you wept. You did. Uh, that's I saw the, that's you. The legend. You were blubbering. You fell over down the stairs, walking out of the AMC. Right. You couldn't see. You were right. blinded by tears. Uh, and Indiana Jones. You know. So I mean, but it is apples and oranges. Let's talk right. of it more like let's say like figure skating. You get better points for what? a more difficult routine, correct? Whereas if you oh. skate the safe routine, you can still get good points for it. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're talking about level of difficulty now. For right. So a Gridiron Gang, more of a you know street level drama, whereas an Indiana Jones is a summer blockbuster. Okay. Two different d- levels so of it's difficulty. A, it's, it's Christy Yamaguchi. Yes, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> she did win Dancing of the Stars. Everybody, huh? the stars. we all saw that. Uh, I, I have to do a stars? counterpoint to that because I think. Go ahead. Second to the first movie. This is the second the second best to the first movie. Well, no, the, I agree with you. I'm not agreeing with Lon. I'm just defending Lon a little bit. For the I just want to get away from the negativity. Right. But let's talk then about 
how you vil- did you say vilified? Was that the word you used earlier? No, how I didn't venerate. Venerate. Thank I you. I don't venerate the Indiana Jones um, franchise. Franchise. Do you? As much as many people seem to, because I love Raiders of Lost Ark. I what I thought. Temple of Doom was okay, and I thought that uh, the Last Crusade was okay, but pretty. It was lazy and sloppy to me. I think that so I enjoyed it well enough, I guess. But it, but even the announcement of the return of Indiana Jones did not fill me with like this. Oh, thank God, because the movies needed it. So I was able to go in and just go, hey, that was that was fun. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it didn't suck. Really, the series is supposed to be a, an updating to the serial story, to the the cliffhanger story from the 30s, 40s. Right, and but it has moved beyond that. No, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's its own beast. It, it, yes, you know, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. What I thought, and I think I, I I think I mentioned last week was that I, I felt like it was as much aping Marvel comics, the mm-hmm. early '60s, that total feel of right. it's not realistic, but it's different, and it's treatment of youth, culture, and so forth. And then, um, and then it felt like it like when Disney really made good adventure movies in the late '50s and early '60s. Without Haley uh, Haley Mills, no, it had Shia LaBeouf instead. No, Haley Mills, you wouldn't want her in a movie now. No, not now. No, no. Now. But uh, but I felt that it really, in a lot of the cinematography, reminded me a lot of, of uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and In Search of the Castaways, Swiss Family Robinson. That really, kind of thing. you felt the cinematography was noteworthy in that movie, or with all the CGI and everything else? Like they were trying to get recreate a feel. Yes, because I, I honestly felt like they really just. Half-assed it and just used, tried to. Re- they, I think they relied more on CGI than they had to. Um, there were a couple like different scenes where I really felt like, oh, this is the back lot of Universal Studios or wherever they shot it. It was like it just really felt not fun and cool. Like where which again, I go at Last Crusade was just really sloppy with its green screen work. So I mean, it was called the fact that I I could wait, wait. lose myself and not get called attention to you know, and then which, maybe. I will be fair though. to you. Is I don't look. I don't have the technical. Eye. I don't have, you know. Well, I am school. a filmmaker. <laughs> so well, which, you know. which green screen work? Uh, I've seen more say. on life, but uh, I've been in more on life. Yes. Uh, so, so you can't talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Your <laughs> wizard fan award for Kool Aid Man. Stop. That's true. That's stop true. resting on. I that. am an okay. award winning filmmaker. Yeah. Thank you. Wizard fan award winning. Okay. Wow. Given to me from Wizard Magazine. Yes. yes. Okay. Great. Not the Wizard fans. Okay. No. Did they give you a hat? I got an award, actually. A trophy. But a hat. I would like a Could we move hat. past oh, this? Sorry. You know. Anyway. Okay. All right, let's move on. You don't want to hear about Indy Jones and how crappy that movie is. Let's talk about the next <sighs> Or how great it was. It or was crappy. I'm not no, no, say no, it was great. It was entertaining. We have really? to, I'm done with that. You like the CGI prairie dogs? Yes, I did. That was good for you? I thought that was fun. Okay. And how about down. the CGI monkeys? The monkeys were great. Oh, they, okay. They went down. Everything's better with the monkeys. Credibility. CGI Shut out the window. Credibility? Mm. Oh, cripes. All right. Okay, you know, this is a movie about alien, inv- you know, okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but in upcoming movie news, we last Wait, week- should we should we break here and take another Zorlak break? I, I think All right, so. Yeah. I think so. so. You okay. call the Zorlak yeah. breaks. Go ahead. Oh, someone's got to go. Long Two dollar bill coming to the microphone. Okay. I hope you're including who you are and where you're from. The money's on the table. It's the Zorlak breaks. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be singing that. Zorlak breaks. Um, What's your name and where you're from? Tucker Dwin and from the Rudavall. Let's get you closer into that mic there. Okay. Uh, my name is Tucker Dwin, and I'm from the Root of All Evil, Redmond, Washington, home of Fa- you know what. Fantastic. We Welcome to the Family Planet Podcast. We are familiar with the place. I should say Tucker has a really great T-shirt. It says, "Fools, I will destroy you all. Ask me how." 
It, it's an impossible. It starts with an impossible amount of blue raspberry no, jello. No, I didn't ask. That's only stage one. That's only stage I didn't one. actually ask. It didn't spur curiosity. If I'm going to cause the end of the world, it has to be delicious. Delicious. I would like a delicious Armageddon. <laughs> you know, I yeah, have to say he's got a point. He there. does have a point. But it's not really a question. Let's have some more red vines. Okay, I, go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm asking for your fortune-telling abilities. Ooh. Okay. In the future, how long until webcomics totally overpower print comics? Ooh. That's a huge debate. On, on the webcomics panel, were you at the webcomics panel yesterday? Uh, I still, I, I, I've got to say that until we can take... The computer into the bathroom. Comics <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> comics. It's called an iPod. Exactly. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I don't like that. No. My eyes are old and weak now, and I can't. I'll tell that. you, I have a 23-inch screen, uh, cinema screen at home, and I okay, still don't. So you've got a and I still don't like reading comics on it. Well, it's still it's still too small. Well, for an example, though, um, Girl Genius. Yeah. Uh, it's an popular online. They were doing a comic book and they weren't selling it too much, and they were only getting out a, maybe two a year if they were lucky. They talked to Penny Arcade and a few other web people, and they put it online for free, and then they only sell the collections. Right. But right. you know, but honestly. And they're making a ton more money than they did. Yeah, but honestly, this is where the comics industry is as well. Everything is being written for the trades. Uh, and that is the mainstream bookstore penetration, if I can say that. Yep. Uh, is you can uh, say mainstream bookstore. Thank you. <laughs> and that is that is where co- the the mainstream comics industry is going as well. So I don't think that web comics are doing anything differently, except that uh, people aren't paying as much. But people are still paying. Comic sales. Uh, I just read a thing last week, and I don't know the exact how much, but it has actually increased in the last couple of years. Now, I don't know if that's because they're including their trade paperbacks as well. As I'm just beginning with Catastrophic Comics, I'll be able to talk with more expertise in about six months, you know, seeing our own sales figures and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I just think that's, that's where it's going in general. I, I don't think that web comics, uh, it's, it's like saying the ma- having the manga invasion. Web comics as a concept is not inherently superior to print comics as a concept or or American comics versus manga comics. There's quality and there's crap. And I'll be honest that there are web comics that people tell me, you've got to read this, and I look at it and I go, why? You know, and, and, and yet there are a lot of people that love it. So, you know, Can I make a prediction? I kind of predict that web comics, in order to thrive, are going to have to incorporate some sort of an, like crude animation or some kind of like, mm. for example, like some of the Marvel trailers. If for, I can say, for better or for worse, uh, they do actually animate their strips. Who does? Marvel. The, the, no, no, the title, uh, the comic strip, for better or for worse. Oh, online, really? Oh, okay. Has their strips animated. For better or for worse. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they actually do, they do, <laughs> the characters blink. Interesting. Okay. Which I really found creepy the first time I noticed that. <laughs> Wait a minute, did that drawing just wait Are they waiting me? for me to do something? <laughs> no, but for example, like that trailer for uh, The Secret Invasion that Marvel oh, put oh, out. Yeah. That was a okay. creepy trailer. Not all still animation, but put together in a trailer-like animated way. You know, I disagree because I think... CrossGen tried that online, and yeah. where is CrossGen now? Nowhere. Being reprinted by Checker. I, uh, I think that you could do web comics if you once you get around the feel, making it feel like a comic book when you're reading more than one page. Currently, web comics are one page. You get sure. on the page, you read it, you scroll down, you're done. When you're going through 20 pages, the idea of your 
paging through it and going back and forth is different than, than that. Plus, animation is time-based. When I'm reading, I may be interrupted for a second. Unless your animation is looping and I can come back to it and it still makes sense, if when I turn the page, something on that page animates and I'm not to that panel or whatever, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So I'd say there's a process here. One, people like us have to die off. That'll happen. It's happening. It's happening. We're like children of men. We know this about comic book fans. We're waiting for the next generation to be born. But also technology, I mean, because everybody assumes everybody has the equal technology that they have. So if web comics are going to be, there are still, and this was part of the panel yesterday, is there are still a lot of web comics that are so, um, that the files are simply too large. There's still a huge section in this country that may have uh, slow internet access or dial up. As primitive as that is, and so that's not going, you know, it takes time. And people are being told they it's their right to be ever more and more impatient. And so webcomics aren't going to truly dominate until everybody has that kind of instantaneous access. And, and then Marvel will jump on and DC will jump on and, and that will be the, be the method. And those mainstream companies are trying. They're trying to figure out that Marvel does have there are a certain amount of their archives online in what most people agree is a really crappy interface because they and require that you download another you have it's a paid membership and you download you can't you download a reader but you can't save right, the you document, can't save it. so you don't get to save and, and to be totally is, honest comics fans love to hoard their comics to be totally honest there is an incredible number of people who are just getting their comics from torrents now yes they, they just download them well if we no, must no. be honest yes. i think a lot of this is about getting used to this new format because once you're used to going through it on a screen uh-huh. Once you're used to paging through it that way, I have to say, you know, it. You'll be reading something. Uh, say you're going through an old uh, comic and it has that asterisk. Uh, check out, uh, you know, Fantastic Four number twenty-three mm-hmm. for that, you know, thing. I can then immediately go yes. to the file on my computer. Yes. Bam, twenty-three, and I can see it right there. And Marvel's but, had a number yeah. of uh, DVD editions recently that have done like the last run of Avengers, mm. and there have been Fantastic Four and the Ultimates. And and that's what I yeah. say. It's we got d- the old old ones have to die off, really, because... I'd be more optimistic about that. A computer is not going to I replace for me... I wouldn't say you have to die off. I think it's just you'll gradually get used to I it have a tactile your sens- choice. I have a tactile sensation that I prefer. I love to I open an old too. comic book. I, I love to smell an old comic book. There, like I've said touch it. I like to touch the old comic book. The taste, the feel. And it touches me. All right. Feel uh, sweet uh, breath okay. against the back of your neck. Exactly. Uh, but I feel that way about novels. I love reading, uh, like reading an old paperback and just uh, flipping the pages, going ah, the smell of it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Any any uh, any response? Okay. Well, I'm just saying is that's that's what the nice thing about the collections is you still have that touch, you still have that tactile. It's not the same. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't fall apart after three months. That's true. Yes. Oh. yes. Zing. All right. So, well, thank, thank you very much for your participation. Please enjoy a lovely gift bag from MoreOnLife.com and Fanboy Planet. And listen to the podcast on FanboyPlanet.com. Exactly. How oh, many tipped us? So before we took that Zorlock break, we talked about a movie that's already out, but we uh, was going to say... Uh-oh. Oh, we did. We got a tip. No, we're okay. Uh, we, that, uh, I was going to say that we talked about a comic book series that uh, Terry Moore was going to revive... Uh, gonna our buddy re- Terry Moore? Our buddy Terry Moore that we sat next to at uh, Supercon last week. 
Uh, he's going to write, revi- uh, do a relaunch of Runaways, which Joss Whedon is currently writing for Marvel. Hold the a phone, relaunch. Derek. And someday we'll finish. Did we figure out, is he going to finish it before that? Or I don't know. I still don't know. But the interesting thing this is, just in. the day after we recorded that podcast talking about that news, Marvel announced that... Get uh, out of here. ...that Runaways has been optioned. They're going to turn it into a movie <gasps> oh, wow. with a screenplay written by... Brian K. Vaughn, the creator of the Whoa. series. And I've got to say, of Marvel of Marvel properties, that is the most brilliant. I can't believe they've taken this long to do this because you don't I need can. to know anything yeah. about any other Marvel book no. to get into Runaways. And the basic story, it's not a spoiler because the book's no. been out there for years, the basic story of a bunch of kids whose parents are supervillains and they all discover their powers at basically the same time. That's a great little story. Yeah. And there's a dinosaur in it. And there's a yes, dinosaur right. in it. A genetically engineered dinosaur named Old Lace. Oh, uh, and it's septimary. telepathic. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a simple thing. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn said that every kid thinks that their parents are villains. Mm. What if you find out that's actually true? And the runaways run away from their parents, and they fight against their parents. Hence the name Runaways. And runaways. Yeah, and it's only like and the original storyline was only like 12 issues, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, an arc that you could easily I compress. Think it died at sixteen, did it? I died. At, I mean, no, no, they had done. They 16, followed up. 18, something but, like that. But yeah. yeah, but the original arc was yeah. only like twelve. So it's easily easy to compress into one movie and set up for a sequel. And so that's you know, I, I think. I, now you say you're surprised. You're not surprised it, it took this long, but I kind of no. am when you think about it. It's one of those what? Why didn't it occur to somebody beforehand? Yeah, yeah, but. It's, because it's Brian K. Vaughn started movie. writing for Lost and got a little Hollywood cred. Oh, no, absolutely. And yeah. he, you know, they go, "Hey, you got any properties yeah. we can buy off you?" And he went, "Cha-ching." Just a second, Chris. We want you and Steve on the mic. Yes. Okay. Let's. Oh, oh. Okay. We don't know. We were actually wrapping this up, that little piece of news, and so this is a perfect <laughs> time to bring Stephen Nelson, who has been an occasional contributor to Family Mr. Bacon TV himself. And, and Christine yes. Doyle. And Christine Doyle. Mrs. Thank Bacon you. TV. I don't know. <laughs> now, you guys have to swing your mic closer. To I think Christine is security. Sure. They, they can go cheek to cheek. They can go to cheek to cheek. Just like this. this. We are bringing couples together. <laughs> yeah. We've secretly put crazy glue on Stephen's cheek. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's find out. So That's these are two, these are shave, two Bacon man. staffers. Absolutely. And we've had Stephen on mic before. We have. That's correct. Just and uh, sometimes I was ago. even audible. Yes, <laughs> you were always on. And, you have and, come and I'm to... not, and it's all my fault. <laughs> so oh, I, right. I, I unfortunately cannot stay long to join you. Because I'm still working. What do you do here at Baycon? It is all my fault. I'm in charge of the program. Oh. Ooh. And for the people who don't you, understand you that. little Machiavelli, you, you. You set up all the panels and who's attending and what time they are and where the misprints are in the program. This is almost yes, as if you had planned it. My Let's fault. keep it Thank civil. You, Come on. <laughs> you are responsible for Chris Garcia? No, oh. no, no, we have <laughs> we no responsibility. <laughs> Don't have to answer that question. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay wise, good. wise answer. Okay, because Chris does have to uh, have to leave. I want to ask. So, what's the biggest lesson you've learned this year at Bacon? Biggest lesson. I just reiterate the golden rule: six, two, and one. Okay. Yes. Wait, okay, I got to think about this. Ab- oh. I remember what the one is. You I don't, don't know the golden rule. I know what one is, and I take care of that. But it's six. I don't remember what the six is. Your choices are six hours of sleep, 
two meals and a shower. Shower, yes. Okay. Or two hours of sleep, six meals, meals and a shower. I suppose you could take six, six showers. showers. <laughs> <laughs> the point, and this is good because, of course, we've got convention season's not over for us yet. No, no, no. People, bathe. <laughs> Just yes. bathe. Oh, Lordy, we do have bathe. To, we do have Lather, to thank you. We do have to thank you for starting the convention off with a a, um, a fandom um, etiquette uh, or mm. panel. Fanboy etiquette, yes. Uh, yeah, that, that it was, went, uh, it went quite well. It was well attended. <laughs> Excellent. I've been told I need to have one every day on the schedule. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I think there's probably something to that. Year. I think it should be mandatory <laughs> attendance. Who's in charge next year because we want to take over? Take over. You want to take over said? bacon? No, 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 no. I did oh, not crap. say no, that. that. <laughs> Rick said okay, he wanted it's to. It's yours. Actually, no, Debbie wanted to, right? Bacon no. for sale. <laughs> In any case, I will let the rest of our audience actually see what you folks are doing, and I believe. Thank you all very much for coming. Oh, we thank you for so being on so the Thank you for inviting Involvement. us. Even after uh, you met us and knew us, she still invited us back, <laughs> and that was kind. And she left Steve That's here. Charitable action. Mm-hmm. And she left her husband. We get to take him home. So, Stephen. Yes, and and for for those who don't know, information. You're yes, you are dressed in a natty prisoner costume. Mm-hmm. Yes, as in the prisoner, the not prisoner, a prisoner, not like no. big black and white <laughs> stripes <laughs> and a ball on your neck. Yeah. Yes, orange. The 1968 or nine, depending on wh- what your, uh, you know, where you draw the line. Uh, television show, The Prisoner, starring Patrick, Patrick McGowan. Just testing your pop filter. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> ouch. Uh, yeah, and uh, but what are your what do you what's your role here at Bacon, and what has it been forever? Okay, so my role is usually to do as my wife tells me to. There All you right. go, successful marriage. <laughs> Aside from that, I do BCTV, uh, which is we take over one of the channels here. This year it is Channel Forty, um, and we run fan-produced content and really really old movies that um according in public to, domain uh, according to archive.org are in public domain. Which of course trumps all things in the legal system, and um, kind of like Wikipedia. It's exactly <laughs> like Wikipedia, except with more movies. Mm. And, Sweet. Yes, and this year, you know, we're we're showing this this series that I, you might have heard of. It's called Moron Life. Oh. <laughs> Moron Life. Yo, the devil, you say. <laughs> <laughs> How's the reception been? Has anybody said? Do we like that more online? Or do you ever do you really get feedback? I don't get a lot of feedback. In fact, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, hey, uh, I got this thing called More on Life. I'll schedule it in prime time. What the hell is prime time? So I scheduled you for, for this a, like, con. It's about uh, three a.m. That this is my theory. I was telling Law this morning that as uh, so I figured, if it's like two when the I, you walk in the parties. Bacon, BCTV is on, yeah. mm-hmm. so I don't know if anybody's watching, but every television has it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, yeah, so if you want to be on TV, become a friend of mine. Yes. yes. Okay. And, <laughs> and your biggest lesson learned so far in this convention? My, okay. my biggest lesson learned so far in this convention is don't just assume that things will work. Uh, it's not like I didn't lesson. know that. There's no. been a little trouble but with the audio. You, it. you had a refresher course. Um, a little trouble with the audio? Well, there's been a little trouble with um, the remote the mics. mics. With the mics. Oh, no, but I'm not in, really in charge okay. of that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, there's And that's the, why it's falling apart. Yes, yeah. that's that's okay. the only reason I'm Because Steven needs more responsibility. <laughs> there you yes. Go. yes. Oh, and I desperately crave it. Uh, I also, of course, through you know sheer nepotism, I get to be on various panels. There you go. Um, and... Uh, uh, up in about half an hour, I'm going to be interviewing Scott Sigler. 
Wait we a beat minute. you to it. <laughs> How many interviews? He has told us happened? he had to run to that interview. Yeah. He's a slow runner. Oh, okay. <laughs> When was that, that he had to run to the interview? About 15 minutes ago. Yeah. I better go catch him. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's okay. We shot him with a trank dart. He may be asleep in the corner. We <laughs> tagged his ear. We can <laughs> find him. It took him a little while, so he's just, you know, 20 paces down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Okay. Thank well, you, Mr. Thank Steven Nelson. Thank you. Yay. It is just a happening table here at Baycon this year. This is year, totally right? unexpected. We got some good placement here. Yeah, we have. Well done, Rick Bretschneider, Actually, yes. Rick, yes. Rick scouted this out. out, and this is where he decided we would sit. All right, and that's kind of respect. Watching people go by, so for kind, it's yeah. kind of the respect we we command that Rick can just go here. You, you know, I think Andy did and I have to point by. something out because no, I know not, we're oh we're God, we're we're all out of stuff to talk about, but we have a rare a rare. And I say this not slightly, a very rare opportunity right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have a number of faithful followers, of people who do listen to the show and occasionally write to us. You know what I'm seeing? A panicked expression in the face of a faithful follower. (laughs) I think... I think I see someone in the audience... I want to keep my job. We know. (laughs) And I'd like to bring Stephanie Rodriguez up to the microphone. Hey! Hey! Never before been on the air or actually seen this podcast, I think. So, Hello. do you have a question for Ask the Zorlak? Oh, Ask oh. the Zorlak section. Uh, well, Steph, identify yourself. Tell us where you are. Where you from? Uh, I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and I live in Milpitas, California. California for those uh, of our Chinese listeners. What? What? Wow, we have listeners in China. Oh, the podcast gets down, downloaded in China. Okay. Oh, okay. So you have to ah, identify cool. it globally. You know? Do you know your longitude and latitude? <laughs> yes. Uh, what? Oh, that was going to be spooky <laughs> if you did. She just took the AP geography class. That was uh, for our listeners good. in Africa. <laughs> Finland. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, so are you a longtime comic reader, a new comic reader, sci-fi fan? What's your What's your cup um, of tea? I guess I'm kind of new. My uncle is pretty like pretty like. He tried to introduce me to comics when I was young, but my mom... A little closer oh, to the mic. Hello. There, yeah. How close? There you go. Oh, okay. Okay. Speak yes. loudly. Okay. Uncomfortable. I'll try. Yes. There but, you go. yeah, my, my uncle was a big fanboy, and he tried to introduce me to comics while I, uh, when I was, like, three or something, but my mom stopped him, so he just snuck me in and let me watch cartoons. Awesome. So what was, your, what was your, like, first real love of the genre? Like, the first book? I like, read? either book, show, anything, like... Um, I really loved Superman. When I was Interesting. Growing up. Okay. And I used to watch a lot of the Super Friends and the Justice League stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so a superhero type fan, right? Yeah. So, I also like sci-fi. Okay. Too. What's your sci-fi taste? Um, I really love Doctor Who. Ooh, oh, Derek loves Doctor Who. We love Doctor Who. Oh, I love it. Mm. Yes. Rick loves Doctor Who. Fantastic. I think of him as a very close friend. You are such a coward. With benefits, <laughs> get over it. I love him. Debbie's not here. You Do can you tell us the truth. Do you have a sonic screwdriver? I don't. Oh. I have a sonic screwdriver. Face! I have a blue box at home. I have the yeah. little, uh, I have the thing that opens I don't know. Up. I have a TARDIS nice. lunchbox. Oh. oh. Is it bigger on the inside? Can you put a pizza in? Can I put a pizza Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. Do you have a question for uh, Derek's hey, mass, the vast Zorlock. knowledge? Zorlock, uh, you want a copy of Lon Lopez and the Booty Call? Oh, oh she I gets that whether she wants it or not. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. Do you have any questions about Aquaman that Derek can answer for you? Because he can't. Not really, no. <laughs> oh, man. Man. 
Yeah. I don't right. know that much yet. It's all right. I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Can you tell the differences between all the kryptonites? No. Derek can. Quick, Derek, Okay, do it. tell me. How many different kryptonites are there, Derek? Oh, I can't give you the number because then I have to think. But I know, uh, of course, green kryptonite is uh, poisoning. Blue kryptonite is uh, powerless powers. against kryptonians. No, no, it's powerless against kryptonians. Right. It kills bizarros. Uh-huh. White kryptonite uh, plant affects life. plant life. Uh, gold kryptonite takes the powers away permanently. Right. Red kryptonite has uh, an unpredictable effect, most famously the ant head Superman, uh, which I think in a recent issue they, they did that. They turned it red against a, uh, they did it against a daxamite, I think. They created like like red lead, and he got a got a red. Uh, it turned into an ant head, and and this new version of the parasite like then stepped on the guy's head, squished it like an ant. It was disgusting. That's disgusting. Jeff Johns, uh, and then there's jewel kryptonite, the uh, rarely used jewel kryptonite, which was actually created for uh, Superman's 25th anniversary. They so it was it was like a fake. And that someone made, you know, in those days when you could say, Superman's been around for 25 years. Who cares about compressed continuity? Yeah. So rarely seen jewel kryptonite. So I guess five See? legitimate See? kryptonites. He did know. And one. All right. One. Now name all the types of Samsonites. Well, there's the Traveler. <laughs> mm, all right. You know, you're a Samsonite. You know, awesome. It's as empty as a suitcase and you're built for packing. Well, all right. So well, thank you for your participation, <laughs> Stephanie. We have a little gift for you. Yay. A little gift for Stephanie. Enjoy your more on life tote bag Yay. and booty call CD. Fanboyplanet.com. No Thank you for your participation. No plushies. No lawn plushies. We're we waiting for you to go to plushie.com and make the Well, we did have one uh, last piece of, of news we hadn't talked about it was that DC has announced Watchmen action figures. Not the first time they've announced them. I'm there. But this time they've figured out a way to, to observe the spirit of. Whatever we do, it must piss off Alan Moore while yet not violating the letter of the law. Are they gonna, we is it going to be like the supers where they'll have the wrong weapons or whatever? No, here's what it is. Now, about six specials, years, specials, six years ago, yeah, oh, God, that's great. But six years ago at Comic-Con, they had prototypes for Watchmen action figures based on Dave Gibbons artwork. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Moore got really angry with him, and they decided at that time, we do not want Alan Moore angry with us because he could cause our children to be born with owl wings. And, uh, Which now, does have benefits. It does have benefits, absolutely. They weren't looking ahead. But now, because they've got a movie coming out, they yes. can create movie action figures. Mm-hmm. Ah. Now, for some of these figures, it's going to... Ozymandias, I, I, you know, not a big deal. But Dr. Manhattan. But what matters is... Rorschach. You can still have your Rorschach figure that will look pretty much the same as it would have in the original. So you can at least have an accurate Rorschach figure. Mm. I am excited. I want an accurate Dr. Manhattan. Isn't he anatomically correct? What are we talking about? And you want to say Doctor Who is just your good close friend? Full frontal bluidity. For 10 minutes, you have been sitting there going, I'm going to say it. No, I'm (laughs) going to say it. I'm going to say it. It just came up. Full frontal bluidity. Anyway. So uh, those will be, uh, they're going to release them like I think two at a time, and they're going to have them. I don't know if they'll have them for sale at Comic Con, but they will have you know display packaged displays mm. or displayed packages awesome. if they have a Doctor Manhattan yeah, yeah, figure. Manhattan. That's awesome. Uh, right there at Con- and then they'll have the Owl Ship. 
I don't know how oh, far they're going to go. And uh, And you can get them in two sizes. Oh, really? You, you twelve inch, six inch, and twelve inch. Wow! Full frontal blue <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with this. I'm awkward. It's awkward now. Thanks for taking us out on a low note, Rick. Oh, uh, it's it's all your fault. I said nothing wrong. <laughs> so. Uh, that's it. Uh, should we turn it over? Uh, are there any other? Qu- Everybody's asked a question. Nope, they, no, oh, not Kaylin everybody. Is not. Oh, come on up here. Come, come on up, Kaylin Moriarty. You've been on. Yeah, here we go. Someone I know because she has actually. She did do an indie comic review a, couple, a few months ago. Headphone on. Uh, Kaylin Moriarty. Just so you remember to take them off later. Let's do a stump the Zorlak feature. Go ahead, Caitlin. Stump the Zorlak. You've got one ready. Okay, I'm Caitlin Moriarty. I'm from Brisbane, California. Well, I want to know who is Chris Garcia and why do you oh, hate him no. so much? Oh, 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 oh. We do okay, not we, hate Chris Garcia. Wait a minute. She asked who is Chris Garcia, much. so she doesn't know him. No one knows the answer. How many times do we have to say his name before he's summoned? In a I know. It's, it's, it's like, clearly, it's not candy like Beetlejuice. Candy man, candy man, candy man. Chris yeah. Garcia, Chris yeah. Garcia, Chris <laughs> Garcia. He was supposed Ooh. to come by, but you know. Bees. I say. Uh, what is blood for if not for spilling? Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, Chris Garcia, man, myth, legend, is a celebrity here at Baycon. Mm. And, and don't tell him that I said that, but I realize that he is. The he same ho- way as Scott Sasquatch is. Yeah, he, exactly. He hosted last night's Scott Wait, Sasquatch? Wait, Don't Tell Me uh at which I played his, uh, what, what was that guy's name? The, the guy that, uh, the, that's the sidekick on, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, oh. the announcer. Yeah, uh, Chris. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Never mind. Carl Castle. Carl Castle. Vinny Coletta. I played Carl Castle to his Vinny Coletta, and uh, Chris. It's a it's a long term thing that actually I don't know. I, I can't say that I've known him longer than anyone else has, but I, I taught him many years ago in high school when he was in high school. Uh, taught him improv classes. No, let's really tell him who Chris Garcia is. And as is. I've often said, though, I've got to give. But I do look at him occasionally, and especially at conventions, and I go, you know. If, when you were in high school, you had told me that uh, out of all the kids that were in that class, you were the one that I would still be talking to, I'd have laughed in your face after I shot you. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but let's also mention that Chris Garcia is a two-time Hugo-nominated writer. Fan Hugo. Fan Hugo. Totally Fan different. Hugo. And, and, when, and actually, say we say it's not loser. two-time loser. loser. Two-time yes. loser. Yeah. He's also a ex-mayoral candidate. What? I'm sorry. That yeah. blew. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, at he least ran. from his own words. Um, he's also an ex-pro wrestler. What city did he and, run for mayor uh, in? Okay, not pro. Amateur. And I want to move there because they were smart enough not to elect him. And he's also... he's San Jose, actually. He's also the winner of the Dip Your Beard in Chili contest, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. is what... And in the uh, upcoming Watchmen movie, when Rorschach takes off his mask, that's Chris Chris Garcia. Garcia. (laughs) Or when Dr. Manhattan shows his full... That'll be Chris Garcia. There you go. Uh, Body double. (laughs) (laughs) So So look for the guy with the big long beard and the big bushy fro. He's hanging out in the fanzine lounge. So actually, now that you asked that, I realize you were in the fanzine lounge earlier today. The guy that looked like a troll... With pieces of billy goat hanging from his beard? <laughs> that was Chris Garcia. And thank you for your participation. Here's a lovely bag. <laughs> and fanboyplanet.com. Because at conventions, the tag ribbons is all what it's about. So They've been going high. You know, there have been, been in the charity auction, 
There have been these sets of 10 ribbons. You know how much those things have been going for? Like a set of 10 $40, ribbons? $45? Wow. Really? For, for like Serenity, a, a package of 10 Serenity-based or a package of 10 wow. Buffalo Bonsai. Buff, buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo Bonsai. Buffalo Bonsai. Buffalo Bonsai. Yeah, there you go. Buffalo oh, Bonsai. The copyright restriction. Does that come with ranch dressing or it blue does. cheese? Uh, yes. Blue cheese. Mm, that Thanks. sounds now delicious. I, like now I want to. I want buckaroo wings. <laughs> buffalo bonsai. I love the buffalo bonsais. And oh, the, uh, awesome. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. I think it's been a great show. It has been a great and show. And I think we have we to thank our, have our audience. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm Derek McCall. If you have any questions, comments, complaints. Or $2 want, bills. You want a pair of, you, you want to know where you can purchase buckaroo wings. Uh, editor at fanboyplanet.com. That's editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. Let's go around the table and sign out here. I'm Jason Shackett, and I'm nearly out of Red Vines. Uh, this is Lon Lopez. Check out moreonlife.com on BCTV. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder. I'm back to Bacon. All right. All right. We're reminding you use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. This week's podcast is brought to you by Baggage from DC Comics. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. It's done. Okay. It is a non-microphone. Yes. Red vine. Okay. It has desisted. No more. It's pining. It's pining for the fjords. Okay, I want to do sound check. Sound check. Derek, on. Wow, don't have to shout. Yes, I do. (laughs) Hello. I feel very live right here. I I, I hear myself resounding in my head most thunderously. Resounding? But I probably am going to have to be louder. (laughs) Than this even or so. everybody's have to come up closer. Yes. Oh, they can get close. Keep talking. I, I, Everybody has. Hold on. Oh, just Derek. No. Move the mic in front of your mouth like you're pretending to be podcasting. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Will this satisfy That's you? Ah. That's it. <laughs> yes. I especially like the nose touching the wind. Yeah. That's how you know he cares. Okay. Now, I'm not cleaning the mucus off. Now talk. Fine. I'm talking. I was talking before. I don't see what's your problem. Anyway, is he talking loud enough so that everybody will be able to hear him? Uh, do you want? Yeah, that's that's my concern. Yeah, yeah. I, but now with the head, I can't tell. Am I loud enough for the? Whatever. Can I you know, hear him? Okay. I know that the, well. I know that the room will probably quiet down a, a bit. Yeah. Okay. Say hypothalamus. It's good. Hypothalamus. <laughs> Jason, everybody else, shut up. Jason. Okay, talk. I'm talking now about nothing in particular because it's a mic. You're trip. awesome. Anyone, you've got a voice. I want a hypothalamus <laughs> for Christmas. Only a hypothalamus will do. <laughs> do. Is a child without a hypothalamus asking? All right, Lon. Please, Santa. Um, for the benefit of the court, will you please explain hypothalamus, Derek? It was just a funny word. Check. Okay. Check. One, two. Okay. One, two. You're One, two. awesome. You're I'm not awesome. the biology teacher. Mine. Have a seat. We're doing a live podcast where if well, you want to, it. you can throw stuff at us. No, no. no that's a different no, Suggestions. Different Suggestions. Yes. 
Okay. Metaphor. And me, how do I sound? I sound like a little girl. I sound no, like a little don't. girl. You need a little more bass. Little girl. Little girl. Uh, little girl. Can I get a little more Hello, volume? Hello, little girl. Um, can you spare that, a little can more I volume you, for me? I can't. Little, I'm right on it. I'm right on it. You never can hear yourself. I got my volume all the way up. You're fine. Okay. Trust me. I'm good. Okay. I was right before, wasn't Sorry. I? Uh, March? This can be your pen. No, I don't want that one. Did, why not? Okay. Oh, did you want quiet. this mic turned around or no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's free. If and when, we'll, okay. if and when mm. Jason's mic will go over here and yeah. you guys go cheek to cheek. Excellent. If someone, it wouldn't be the first that. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, kill me. Say again? <laughs> no, we're doing the uh, outtakes and the, the uh, mic check. We find it's so much easier to do the outtakes. Come sit down. No, I can't. Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. Marty. Because after, after I got off the panel, my wife informed me that I had inadvertently cut you off. Oh, it's okay. Oh. That's a con no-no. I no. want to do that. And oh, my. Well, he doesn't know me, but if you know me, then I would allow you to say, hey, Halpern, shut up and let me finish my sentence, okay? Next panel. He would yeah. do that, Tomorrow too. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get to know each other. And that was Marty Halpern, everyone. Yes. Uh, hey. I felt like uh, Marty I think it was Paul Stanley on a politically incorrect a once where he didn't yeah. say anything at all. And all right. So just just from the standpoint, and now we're doing it with an audience. Shut up, Halpern. Oh, not And now. I should never use that <laughs> phrase in public. Um, yeah. And you're too slow to have caught it. So I'm No, I wasn't paying right attention along. to you. Turn your moving mic right about so you're pointed this way, towards semi towards the audience, but still towards us. Excellent. Now move it a little three inches to your right. Okay. And you're fine. Now, now, yeah. <laughs> Headphones. <laughs> now take your retainer out. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this is this is Rick's secret plan to strangle me. All right. So I think we should just launch into it and then explain everything to everybody else. Okay. Okay. Certainly. This is the way we always start the show. This is episode ninety-three. 93 of the Fanboy Planet podcast, a weekly, except when we miss, podcast about comics, science fiction, television, media, and this is the way we start. I usually tell Lon to go. And one. Are you ready? Sure, I guess. Are you ready? Pressure. Pressure? All right, let's do it. And one. Two. Quiet on the set. That's a silent one, by the way. Okay, and one. You gotta, you gotta start you usually count down. Yeah. Okay. Three, three, two. Okay. Three, two. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast.